NAFTA podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to the NAFTA podcast. Uh, unfortunately, we had some scheduling problems this week. So to keep the train moving on the podcast weekly, you just have me today. I'm going to wrap up the last week of Premier League games, let you know what happened in Europe, and give you a sneak peek about what everybody in the NAFTA podcast thinks is going to happen these last couple weeks of the season. First and foremost, we have to send out our condolences to my great brother, John, uh, after an absolutely heartbreaking loss to Real Madrid, truly in the last minute of the game, uh, to get bounced out of the Champions League. All I can say is I was on the phone with him when it happened. Uh, he feels incredibly bad about it. I've truly never seen him sadder in my life. Uh, and although, yes, I'm a Liverpool fan. Yes, I did not want to play Manchester City in the final because that would have been a tough-ass game. It was very sad to see him go out the way he did. So condolences to John. Uh, I'm sure they'll be back next year. Uh, Pep also has lost the most games in the Champions League semifinal of any manager. Moving on to the aforementioned Liverpool. They did take care of business against Villarreal. At halftime, I was feeling pretty much the same as John did. Um, Down 2-0. The tie was uh, all knotted up. And in the second half, we exploded for three goals. Fabinho, Luis Diaz, who is an incredible super sub that came on, uh, just absolutely turned the game around for us. And then Sadio Mane kind of took advantage of very poor goalkeeping by Geronimo Rulli and gave us the 3-2 lead. Uh, John actually predicted that at halftime. He said, you'll win this game 3-2. And I said, you're out of your fucking mind. You know what? He got one thing right. So congrats to him. We move on to the Europa League, uh, where where we saw West Ham finally fall after uh, the second leg against Frankfurt. Uh, Frankfurt took the first leg 2-1, and then return leg, Frankfurt won 1-0 for a 3-1 aggregate win. In terms of the Premier League, which is what we focus on, Aaron Cresswell, red card in the 17th minute, just can't happen. You can't play 10 men for, you know, however long, 80 minutes of a game, uh, and expect to try to win, especially away from home. Uh, They were gassed. They were trying their absolute hardest. David Moyes, another red card in the 78th, just absolutely went ballistic. But, you know, good good on him. David Moyes, you deserve it. He's had a hell of a season. West Ham fans, you guys have had a hell of a season. Um, Shout out to you guys. Uh, Frankfurt, pretty cool fan base, beating Barcelona, uh, beating... Who did they beat before Barcelona? They beat Real Batiste before, who uh, won the Copa del Rey in Spain. So that's, you know, it's not nobody. They've had a pretty great run. I would say not as great, though, as the Glasgow Rangers knocking off RB Leipzig today in an absolutely thrilling, wonderful game. Uh, The Ibrox is absolutely rocking for this one. Um, They've had an incredible journey, too. They beat uh, Dortmund. Uh, early, then they had to beat um, uh, Red Star, I think, maybe, if I'm wrong, 
I'm not I'm not sure about that one. I think it might have been Red Star, but I'm I'm not 100% sure. Um, then they beat Braga, and now they beat RB Leipzig. They're in the final to play Frankfurt. I'm pretty sure if you would have made a bet at the beginning of the Europa League season, who would be in the final, and you picked Rangers and Frankfurt, you'd probably never have to work again in your life. Very unlikely to, but pretty awesome for uh, football in general. So shout out to that. We have the, the two Europa League final matchups. Rangers and Frankfurt in the Europa League final, and Liverpool and Real Madrid, a 2000 and uh, I think 18 rematch um, for that one. So that should be incredibly exciting. But as we always do, we move on to what we all came here for, the Premier League. Uh, it was a pretty interesting week as it is every single time. Very hard to predict, very hard to, to kind of see what was going on uh, during the Premier League. So we start with the the Thursday makeup game. Not even really a makeup game. It's kind of just uh, another game that these two teams had to play. It actually was scheduled for match week 37, but they played it uh, prior to. Manchester United hosting Chelsea. This game saw about two minutes of action. Uh, Marcus Alonso in the 60th minute gives Chelsea the lead, but Cristiano Ronaldo takes it right back in the 62nd minute, and they see this one play out a 1-1 draw. Uh, Chelsea, 65% possession, 2.24 XG, 21 total shots to Manchester United, 6. Seems like they kind of controlled this game, and they did. They really did. They probably should have put it away far earlier. Um, But they're on a a kind of a stinker right now. the, The team that we saw early on in the year that was so good defensively, so solid, you know, those guys up top who were scoring goals, all that hype about Lukaku and Kai Havertz, who Kai Havertz is an incredibly good player, has kind of all died down, and they're really staring at one game that matters for them this year, um, and that will be the FA Cup final against Liverpool, so I'm sure they're looking forward to that. However, they can't get those blinders on just yet because they have two teams that are absolutely right on their tail for third place, which we definitely did not think was going to happen. Um, but we'll get to them in a second. The The first game on Saturday, Newcastle hosting Liverpool. A 19th-minute goal from Naby Keita sees the Reds take a 1-0 win to put the pressure on Manchester City at the top of the table. Uh, Naby Keita, I, I've had this conversation a couple times with John. I don't know what our best midfield is. Um, perhaps it is, I mean, it's Thiago and Fabinho for sure. Not even a question. But I think in certain games it's Henderson, in certain games it's Keita. This one I definitely would have played Keita. Um, a little bit more dynamism in the midfield than Henderson. Uh, and you have enough veterans you know, playing out there. You have enough guys like Van Dyke or, or Matip or uh, you know, Milner started this game as well. We actually sat a lot of guys. We sat Trent. We sat um, Fabinho. We sat Thiago. Uh, we rotated quite a bit for this one. So it was nice to see us, one, get the clean sheet, and two, take the three points. Um, not much really to say about that one. Aston Villa, two against Norwich, nil. Ollie Watkins in the 41st minute, and then Danny Ings to top it off in the 90th minute. The uh, villains finally get a win. Uh, they had been on a five-game dry spell, four losses and a draw. They needed that. Absolutely could not have any other result against Norwich City but a win. So hopefully these last few games 
they can see themselves move up the table a little bit. I know their schedule is tough, though. Uh, for instance, they have – I know they play us. I know they play City. But they have Burnley twice, Crystal Palace, uh, and then the end of the season. So hopefully they can win three or four of those games. We'll see. Definitely not one of them, though. Hopefully they don't win a certain a certain game. But good for them. Norwich officially – uh, relegated now mathematically they cannot uh, stay up so maybe they loosen up get a couple more points make it look a little bit better but who knows maybe they can get into uh, 18th or sorry and 19th and pass up Watford the next game on the slate was a truly 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 mid-table battle Southampton hosted Crystal Palace and uh, Romeo in the ninth minute saw Southampton go up on top, but Eberichi Eze in the 60th minute, and then Wilfred Zaha in the 90th minute to win it for the Eagles. Uh, shout out to John. Got this win this week. That's probably a, a sick game. Uh, James Ward-Prowse with the assist for uh, Oriol Romeo, and then um, Eberichi Eze and Zaha, both two very dynamic players, I think. I really like what um, Crystal Palace have going on right now. I really like Patrick Vieira. I think that he is up there for sure for manager of the year, uh, truly. Uh, I was one of the people who could see Crystal Palace going down um, just based on they don't really score, their defense isn't really anything special, and he came in and it wasn't even a rebuild. He got the guys. Uh, Connor Gallagher obviously helps. But he got the guys he wanted. He put them in the positions he wanted. And they have absolutely been soaring. Uh, a solid mid-table team. That that 9 to, I think, about 15, you know, those those teams in that area, they could basically play each other any day. And I honestly don't know who would win the game. It's pretty much a coin toss. Um, Burnley went to Watford. This was pretty much Watford's last chance to even get into the conversation. Um they had a uh, James Tarkowski own goal in the eighth minute to see Watford go ahead, but then two quick goals from uh, Jack Cork and Josh Brownhill in the 83rd and 86th minute saw Burnley win again. This is their third straight win, uh, fourth, actually third straight win and fourth win out of six games. Um, against the Premier League teams. They actually have a draw in there as, against West Ham, which is a very good result for them. They have actually now jumped leads in terms of uh, the table. They're even on points, better goal difference. Watford is one point away from getting uh, mathematically relegated, so they basically have to win out the rest of the year. Definitely not going to happen. Um, so, you know, we'll see them maybe in probably in two years. Not even maybe, probably in two years. Um but poor Roy Hodgson came in and, I mean, I, I think I'm counting right here for out of the last eight games, they've won one. One, oh, and seven. Um, and that was against Southampton. So not a, a not a great performance for old Roy. Hopefully he can go back home, relax, cup of tea, and retire in peace for once. People need to stop fucking calling him and asking him to do shit. Um, Brighton went to Wolves and got three goals in a 3-0 win. Um, man, this cannot be good because uh, Wolves, very good defensive team. Brighton, very bad offensive team, actually. 
uh, probably one of the worst in the league, if I'm being honest. Um, but now they actually sit a goal more than Wolves. Uh, they're on 34, Wolves on 33. And the only reason Wolves are a po- they're still a positive goal difference is because of their incredible defense. Um, they just did not show up today, did not show up at home for this game at all. And Brighton, we know they keep possession. We know they move the ball. We know they have very talented players. Um, and they finally found the back of the net. That's always been the problem the past two seasons. They seem to not be able to just score the ball. And this game, you know, it's kind of like we say with Burnley. They used all their goals. I think Brighton probably used all their goals for this game for at least, you know, the next two or three. Um, And then we had to round off Saturday, Man City going to Leeds United, a team we definitely thought was out of the relegation battle. Um, 34 points. I thought they were pretty much safe. And this game didn't really matter. Didn't, you know, wasn't going to change anything. Uh, Rodri in the 13th minute, Nathan Ake in the 54th, Gabriel Jesus, who has been on an absolute tear in the 78th, and then Fernandinho in the 90th minute, getting that goal before he leaves the club at the end of the year. Um, Leeds are in trouble now. Definitely, definitely in trouble. 34 points. They are actually sitting in 17th, just uh, two points ahead of the next team we will talk about. Everton hosting Chelsea. Everton with the 1-0 win. Richarlison in the 46th minute gets the goal. And shout out to Jordan Pickford. Absolute incredible game from him. He was uh, unstoppable in goal. Um, well, he yeah, he was unstoppable. And he stopped everything. I mean, it was literally incredible. I just want to see if I can find it here. There were, Chelsea had five shots on target seven uh, total, or seven off target. Um, They were continuously peppering him, and he just held strong, collected a lot of balls in the air, uh, distributed well. He had a great game. And Richarlison, that counterattack that they kind of had, again, Everton, with only, let's see, 22% possession in the game. Still managed four shots, nine nine total shots, four on target, and almost had an XG of two. They actually out-XG'd, uh, Chelsea in this game, uh, they just played that counterattack, which is what they have to do against the better teams, and they played good defensively. And they only seem to ever play good defensively at home, so look out for those home games for them. They actually might stay up now. Um, they're on, as I mentioned, 32 points with a minus 20 goal difference. Leads on 34 with a minus 34 goal difference. So really, Everton just need to win another game, uh, and their goal difference is so much better than Leeds that they just they have to just outperform leads by two points really um and they have a game in hand to do that so i definitely didn't think they were going to get anything from this game so it's incredible that they did to be completely honest uh i have st- stood firm in my position i do not want them to go down i think it's bad for the rivalry i think it's bad for uh the derby and that you know the whole like liverpool area um but i see a lot of you know, maybe I'm not like a, a real Liverpool fan for saying that because I see like a lot of Liverpool fans like clowning the shit out of Everton. Um, it would be funny. Like I can't even lie about that. But I think it's one of those things where it's funny for the day and then you start to kind of think about it. And you're like, ah, that kind of sucks. Now we can't get up for these two games. Now somebody else is in the league that maybe doesn't matter as much as Everton does to us. So um, I definitely want to see them stay up. I don't want to see Leeds go down. Um, but I also kind of 
don't want to see Burnley go down because I'm I respect the shit out of them at this point. So I'm kind of conflicted. I don't really want to see any of these three teams go down. Um, I guess if I had to pick, it'd be Burnley because they still, at their core, annoy the shit out of me. Anyway, next game, Spurs host uh, Leicester City. I almost said Leeds. Spurs host Leicester City. Son with two goals, uh, but first Kane kicked it off in the 22nd minute. Son then in the 60th and 79th to give them the 3-0 lead, and then clutching Nacho with a little uh, consolation goal in the 90th minute. Um, Spurs keeping their top four hopes alive, still only, uh, I believe, two points behind Arsenal with a little bit better goal difference. As I mentioned, Chelsea on 66, Spurs on 61, Arsenal on 63. It is, it's not guaranteed. Um, Chelsea's goal difference is far, far better than theirs. But incredibly enough, Arsenal have actually won 20 games this year, and Chelsea have won 19. So Arsenal have won more games. They just couldn't get as many draws uh, as Chelsea have. But, man, it would be, to, to, to Dylan and John's credit, shouting out um, Arsenal from the beginning of this year, it would be such an incredible achievement for them to get third. Um, and honestly, fourth as well. If they qualify for, for Champions League, that would be big. Um, but if they can somehow get Chelsea, drop Chelsea down to fourth or even fifth, I mean, if, if Spurs and Arsenal both surge and, and Chelsea keep playing like they have, um, that would be that would be insane. That would be pretty, pretty unlikely, but one of those things that is just unbelievable that it happened. Um, but Spurs, you know, they're kind of that... They're kind of that Spursy team. Uh, they either look really good or really shit. And they looked really good this game. So, you know, shout out to them. Uh, way to go. Way to keep the, the top four battle um, interesting for us. And another team, thankful that they kept the top four battle interesting. Arsenal 2, West Ham 1. Uh, West Ham hosted Arsenal and saw Rob Holding with the first goal in the 38th minute, followed by Jared Boeing. <clears throat> Bowen and then Gabrielle in the 55th to give them the 2-1 lead. Um I I actually had had a discussion with a friend of mine over the week about Arsenal and how impressed I am and I don't watch every Arsenal game. Uh and most of the time I just have to catch like highlights and extended highlights about what they do. But he actually talked to me about how they look the, the outcomes they're getting right now are very good, and they look, you know, like they're, they look like they're a team. They look like they are moving in the right direction. Um, but he said there's only about, there's only two players on the, on the field that excite him. And I thought that was kind of interesting, and I thought it might be one of those things where they don't have that striker, I guess, that, you know, is kind of like, I think the, the striker always is, like, a very exciting player um, for, for most teams. You know, scores your goals, does all that shit. And, uh, and, and Kedzia had, like, that great game against Chelsea, and he's been kind of coming on strong a little bit. But he says it's basically Martinelli and Saka who are the exciting exciting players. And I just thought about, you know, they're winning, they're, they're overperforming or outperforming what people thought they would do. And... I guess I'm sitting here as somebody who doesn't watch them thinking like, man, you should be happy that they're playing so well. But if, you know, I didn't enjoy watching my team play or think that they played in like a fun way, 
I guess I would also kind of have that same criticism. So I don't know. It's interesting. I, I wish I could talk to uh, the other three about that and see like what they thought about it because I know John is like basically an Arsenal fan at this point. Um, so I don't know. But I just thought it was an interesting thing. It's kind of like that Leeds argument. You know, they play this beautiful game with Bielsa and it's it's, you know, how they do everything and how they play, but they lost and they kept losing. So at what point does winning matter? And it's kind of the opposite of that, but the same concept, I guess. But shout out to Arsenal. They did a great job. They're still in fourth. They look like the favorite to take the last uh, Champions League spot. And like I said, if Chelsea keeps slipping up, they could even move a little bit higher up the table. And then we have the game on Monday, the finisher. Manchester United take down Brentford at Old Trafford 3-0. Brentford were really uh, no chance in this game and had no shot. Um, I do believe, let's see, Christian Eriksen did play this game, so his streak of not losing with Brentford is officially over. Um, Bruno Fernandes in the ninth minute, Cristiano Ronaldo penalty in the 61st, and then Rafael Varane in the 72nd minute saw the Red Devils take the three points. Um, in terms of the table for them, let's take a quick gander. They're three points behind Spurs. They have actually they actually only have two more games to play. So they can only yeah, they're not. Yeah, it's impossible. Pretty much. I mean, Arsenal and Spurs would have to lose. Well, Arsenal would have to lose every game, and Spurs would have to <laughs> lose like 12 goals in goal difference. So, sorry, United fans, if you didn't know, you're not getting top four this year. I'm really sorry about that. Um, you are six points ahead of West Ham in seventh, so you don't have to worry about that. And uh, Nick, it looks like you're going to finish ahead of Wolves. Congratulations for that one in eighth. Um, but, you know, it's... You got Eric Ten Hag coming in. Hopefully he can revitalize this team. You, it looks like you guys are having a ton of people leaving the club. Um, probably all good at this point. I, don't, I can't think of like anybody that you wouldn't want to leave who is going to leave. So, you know, you're looking at a, like a little bit of a rebuild, but you guys are big enough. It's not going to be a rebuild for long. You guys are going to get good players. You guys are going to compete. So just look forward to next year. Um, I'm looking forward to that club friendly we have against you guys uh, early, early, early next July, I think. All right, that wraps up the Premier League of this past week. Um, Man City still on top, 83. Liverpool in second, 80, 82 points. Um, it's going to go down to the wire. Four games left for each, for each of the uh, teams. And then the relegation battle, which is maybe even more spicy than the Premier League. Everton, 32 points in 18th. Leeds, 34. Burnley, 34. Um, Everton have a game in hand over them. They have five to play. Leeds and Burnley have four to play. Burnley actually have to play Villa twice, so that'll be an interesting little battle. Um, so we'll see, and hopefully we'll have everybody here to talk about it next week. But in terms of next week, we can get into our predictions now. Uh, like I said, short little um, podcast here just to keep everybody updated on what we have going on. We'll start with the first game of the week, Brentford hosting Southampton. Uh, John has actually gone for 
the Brentford home win, a bounce back game against Manchester United uh, for them. Uh, I have went for also the Brentford win. I have a tie here, but I actually like Brentford at home against Southampton, so I'm going to switch it. I also have Brentford. Dylan looking like he has Brentford as well, and then Nick has Brentford. We all have Brentford. I could have probably just said that, but I had to maneuver through uh, the tabs, so couldn't do that. Burnley hosting Aston Villa, one of the two games they will play against each other. Nick has Burnley at home, probably a safe bet. Dylan with Aston Villa on the road taking the win. I have a draw on this one. I think it's pretty evenly matched, and John has Aston Villa as well. So we'll get to see somebody get some points there. Chelsea hosting Wolves. Um, Man, Chelsea just lost to Everton. So it makes me kind of want to pick a draw or something. Um, But Wolves also just lost to Brighton, and I don't think they're going to score. I think a draw could happen. I think a a nil-nil could happen. Um, But whoever, if Chelsea scores, this game's over. Everybody has Chelsea. I don't know if Dylan actually has Chelsea because he always just does the opposite. So we'll just say he has Chelsea as well. Crystal Palace hosting Watford. Um, Crystal Palace for John, no-brainer. For me, Crystal Palace for Dylan and Nick, Crystal Palace as well. Full sweep for the Eagles. Manchester United going to Brighton. Nick has United. Dylan has United. I have United, and I'm assuming John does as well. Everybody picked Manchester United. Um, The next three games here, Liverpool hosting Spurs. This is the big one. Uh, If you were a Liverpool fan about two months ago, this is the one that everyone's looking at. Spurs are a very tricky team to play against. Um, They seem to not perform very well at Anfield, and luckily this game is at home for us. I'm obviously not going to pick anything but a Liverpool win, but I will be pissing myself the entire time this game goes on. Everybody has a Liverpool win. That makes me even more nervous. can't lie. Arsenal hosting Leeds. Leeds very much in the relegation battle now. Arsenal very much in top four. It's going to come down to who wants it more. Um, I have Arsenal... John has Arsenal, Nick has Arsenal, Dylan going for the Arsenal Leeds draw, um, which is incredibly ballsy. Uh, Arsenal at home, like I said, pretty crazy. But you know what? If he gets it right, that's pretty insane for him. Um, Leicester hosting Everton. If you say a team is hosting Everton, that means Everton is away. That means Everton are not going to win this game. Um, I have Leicester City. John has Leicester City. Nick has Leicester City. Shout out Barb. Dylan with another draw. Uh, Dylan, a big Hank guy. Big Hank fan. Um, I I could honestly see it because Leicester give away a lot of goals, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, which would actually, in Dylan's world, he would see Leeds go up a point, uh, Everton go up a point, and Burnley stay where they are. So it would be 35, 34, 33, which would be <laughs> insane, by the way. That would be really crazy. Um, West Ham going to Norwich. Norwich are out. West Ham are going to win this game. Losing to Frankfurt in the semifinal has them pissed off. They want to end this season with a bang. Uh, they can't get in top four, so they're going to try to push for Europa League again. They need to... Uh, get past United, get past Spurs, one of the two. So they're going to try to perform the rest of the year. Everybody has West Ham for this one. And then Man City, Newcastle. Um, Man City hosting Newcastle. So this is uh, at the Etihad. Everybody has Manchester City. 
I don't think anyone's going to pick them. It's a shock if they lose any game. So uh, everybody has City. This is not the game I think they're going to slip up on. We'll get to that maybe another time in the future. But we get to these uh, these records here. John, 179 and 162. Uh, Nick is 139 and 122. Dylan is 159 and 182, not counting the 20-point bonus he has. And then I am sitting at 171 and 170, finally over 500, technically. Um, hopefully it lasts to the end of the year. We got three, four games left, you know, for every team. We will see. Just wanted to check in with everybody, do a quick little rundown so we get our bets out there, or so we get our predictions out there, um, keep consistent. And hopefully early next week we will see everybody back so we can talk about this past week and maybe, uh, or this coming week and maybe the past week uh, a little bit more in depth. And you don't just have to hear me uh, talking to the mic the whole time. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.